pasa la juca si no le voy a dar con esa. Y el pum 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 Churchill High School and also Coach L from Churchill High School. Welcome, welcome. How are you doing tonight, Coach? I'm doing well, sir. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Absolutely. Looking forward to it, man. Ready to uh, talk a little bit about y'all's program and everything. But we have the uh, leading goal scorer also joining us here from the uh, district. Skyler, how are you this evening, my man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Awesome. Well, we had an exciting event last night at the uh, San Antonio FC Jersey Reveal. We're going to talk about that, talk a little bit of uh, high school soccer here with you guys. And uh, Rafa has taken some notes and, and heard some complaints and has reevaluated some of his rankings. So we'll get to that there at the end of the show. But coach, let's uh, let's jump right into it, man. Uh, I know you're busy and everything, but um, you know, earlier this week, we were talking about trying to schedule this and talking about the upcoming league game. And I, I know you're one of those guys that likes to take it one match at a time. And, and your response to me was that y'all had a really tough matchup against Reagan before you uh, made it to Lee. Uh, what is it about that Reagan squad where, you know, even though they're not there at the top of the standings, that makes them so difficult? Um, I, I, uh, I think Reagan has one of the best coaches in the area, if not the best. Um, and, and they're always loaded talent wise. What, what they're missing right now is, is a, a traditional, you know, clinical striker like what, what we have in Skyler. Um, they they're very organized defensively. They produce opportunities, and um, in my opinion, and this is going back to his, the the rankings he has posted, but uh, I think I think Reagan's a, a top a top five squad in the area, and I think they will be year in and year out. So uh, Reagan was a tough match. I think that both teams um, kind of struggled to settle in with the. I think we had what 15 to 20 mile an hour gusts last night, wind gusts, and and uh, we were on the grass field. So it was just a, I think it was a sloppy game, um, um, really from both teams. And, and um, it was, we just had to grind it out. And, and um, I think, I think a tie was a, was a fair result. So, yes, sir. Absolutely. Kind of keeps you in that, in that second place there and y'all standings and everything. And we've got a match coming up uh, against Lee as well. But one of the things that's kind of struck me the most about you, coach, just in kind of getting to know you a little bit this season and everything is, is how humble you are about your boys. Um, you know, it seems like they're, never quite to the level that you expect out of them and everything. And how, how important is that, you know, with all the rankings and all the news now and stuff like that to keep these guys focused on constantly getting better and playing to their best ability? Uh, yes, sir. Um, we, we've got to, we got to grind it out. It's a marathon. And um, it's, it's what, it's been three years since these, these boys have been in the playoffs and, and um, really been talked talked about as a top program in the area. So I was, as, they're feeling success and they're feeling you know a lot more excited right now in this portion of the season uh, than they're used to we've got to remember that we haven't done anything yet we haven't made the playoffs yet we haven't you know we haven't won a playoff game and, and all of those are while we're doing well we we really haven't accomplished even any of our goals yet so um just got to kind of keep reminding them of that and and uh, at this point i I feel like I don't really have to. They were upset, you know, when we got the the tie against Reagan. They were upset when, when uh, you know, we tied them in the first round and, and we were up uh, two to one with what Skyler maybe four or five minutes left and and let one in off a set piece and and they were devastated, you know. Um, so I think in the past they might celebrate a tie against a Reagan squad and and this year it's a we leave 
know, the bus is quiet and the boys are disappointed and, and, uh, and mad. So um, we know that we haven't accomplished anything. There's work to be done. It's a marathon. And uh, we got to continue to get better through, you know, through the end of the season. Absolutely. And Skyler, this is now your senior year. I know you've kind of experienced a little bit of turnover when it comes to head coaching and everything there at Churchill. How much of a difference has it made this season playing there for Coach L and everything, not just for you, but for the entire squad? Um, it's made a huge difference. Uh, I mean, Coach, Coach has just brought a, a lot of energy and a, and a lot of passion for for us since uh, the last couple of years have been a little rough for us um, with not making the playoffs and, you know, just not, you know, getting upset because I believe that every single year Churchill should be in the playoffs just because of past traditions and what, what the school has done. Um, but I feel like he, he, the day he came in, he brought us from the ground up and wanted to work on everything and not uh, give us a sense of entitlement to anything. I feel like we've worked our hardest just to win games so we can have an opportunity to win district and we ha can have an opportunity to, to sit comfortably in second. And I feel like he's just, he's, he's brought the grit out of us and, and uh, we, I feel like we've enjoyed it a lot more since then. So. It's just been a lot more fun. You mentioned the grit and the hard work and everything. What's uh, one of the lessons that Coach L's been able to come in and kind of teach you guys? Something that you can take off the pitch. I know this is your senior year as you kind of continue on in life. Uh, I think the top lesson that he's probably given us is is to uh, stay humble and to, um, like, I guess, like, stay connected within a group because – I feel like a lot of it has to do with chemistry and like how we how we react to our community, and uh, he has done like a really good job of of involving us in our community. We've uh, done a bunch of side projects with community service and everything like that, and I feel like that has humbled us a lot more than than anything. Just to bring us down to like, um, yes, we are like looked at upon from the school because. We are soccer players, we're athletes. And to no matter what, just walk with walk with pride in the halls and to help each other out, regardless of what situation's going on in their lives. And I feel like um because of that, it's made like every every single one of us uh a more humble and, and strong man than we were a year ago. And uh that's probably the biggest thing that, that anyone could do for us. And we didn't rehearse this. I, I mentioned your humility, Coach L, and how that just kind of struck me from the, the time that we met. It, it's funny, Skyler, that you would say that because I can see that entirely. Yeah. A good answer, brother. Good job, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, Skyler, we mentioned this being your senior year leading goal scorer there in the district and everything. Um, you've already committed and, and going to play at the next level there for Southwestern. I know you probably had some other opportunities to, to play what was it about that process? You know, what was most important to you when deciding which school you wanted to take your skill set to? Um, I felt that uh, that a lot of Division One and Division Two schools were going to occupy my life a hundred percent of the time, just based off of the ID camps and the multiple talks with Division One coaches of what a day in the life of like a soccer player would be like, and I felt that. Um, 
alongside Southwestern being like such a great school and uh, coach Dustin Norman's fantastic coach, great, great guy. Um, I felt like it was important for me to get my academics as well as more of a, more of a student athlete than an athlete student. Um, just because I feel like when you go to college, that's, that's the big step of what you want to do with your life. And I feel like, um, as advancing into, into your career, I feel like getting your, your degree in academics down first is, is everything. So I, I just felt like, um, more than anything that, that, that trumped a lot of things alongside, uh, there's D one schools that make you do three days while you still have to go to go to class and all this different stuff. And I felt like, um, Southwestern was a good fit for me. Uh, and I don't really pay attention to division one, division two, II, division three, NAIA type situation. I mean, it's all competitive. Um, but I feel like, uh, coach Norman did a good job in the recruiting process because he just basically told me that, um, that like, whatever, whatever you need, like he's there for you. Cause he's a, he's a great man. And, uh, no matter what to just like, remember that it's, it's, it's just a game and not to like make sure it consumes your life completely. So. Yeah, no lack of competition there. Uh, we'll get to see you twice a year, unfortunately, on the other side as you guys take on Trinity. And, and you know, that's a very strong program as well there in y'all's division. So um, I'm excited to be able to continue to get to at least watch you, even if it's just a couple times a year and it's not a San Antonio college that you're going on to play for. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Rafa, I'm sure you probably have a couple questions either for Coach L or for Skyler before. Yeah. Uh, for Friday's game versus Lee, what do you guys uh... – what adjustments did you, I guess, what did you learn from the first game that you have something as far as this upcoming game? What adjustments are you guys going to make? What what thing, what are some things you think you can exploit, you know, on leads to maybe, you know, get a re great result, you know? I know any win against you, it's a, it's a great result. So well, what are some of the things you guys are looking at for Friday? Uh, Sky, I'll start and you can piggyback off, off what I say, right? Um, so we're, we're, uh, we're excited for the match. We, we, we lost two zero in, in round one and, um, I thought we possessed really well, but if you look at possession, I think, you know, maybe close to 50, 50, um, and, and we had a lot of possession in there, defensive third, but, uh, there was really no end product. So we're gonna, we're gonna focus on being a little more creative, a little more movement in the final third. I need to do a better job of rotations with the subs and, and ensuring that we have energy in the last 15, 20 minutes as well. Um, also, we're gonna we're we're not gonna look to alter a lot of what we do. We, we I think that you know Lee's the number two team in the nation for a reason. Um, they're talented. They're 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 extremely talented. And um, I think on the flip side, that that uh, often teams try to adjust a little too much uh, when they approach them. We're gonna we're gonna try to take the game to them. We're gonna try to dictate the pace of the play and and play how we want to play, and and hope to get a result. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. We, we don't want to sit back and, and watch them go to work. We want to, we want to press. We want to take it to them. Do you think there's a lot of teams that do that? Maybe like sit back, kind of let them dictate, you know, maybe kind of turn the tables on them. You think they can um, really, or maybe crack, you know, crack, you know, their defense and, and get something in? I think, uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, we're, again, it's, uh, 
they're going to make plays and they're going to get opportunities on goal. And uh, if no matter what we set up tactically, if we if we can't defend one v one and if we can't if we can't make plays then and, and execute, they're going to beat us. Um, we don't. I think that in regards to how we play, how we need to play, um, I don't think it's in our best interest to sit back and, and uh, look to absorb and counter. Um, I would have told you different about four weeks ago, but the style of our, our team has, has changed. And honestly, our offseason, our preseason was built um, around possession and building out of the back end. And um, we're we're better than I thought we were going to be even uh, just just like four, eight weeks ago. You know? mm-hmm. So um, we're going to try to take the game to them and, and we're going to we're going to have fun. We, we really, really have nothing to lose. Uh, there, there should not be when we played them round one. It was is one of our worst games. Um, I feel in regards to mistakes and and turnovers and, and just those what the heck moments that, that we can eliminate. And uh, the boys were in their heads and they, and they were, you know, they were. I think it's, you know, we're playing the number one team in the nation, and um, and that that got to them. And hopefully, um, I've done a better job of just you know it's eleven v eleven. They're high school boys that live right up the road and. We're gonna be fine. Let's just go out and have fun. Like, this is fun. This is gonna be a game that y'all remember for the rest of your lives. It's gonna be a packed house Friday night, playing playing against your, you know, some rivals, and and let's just go out and have fun and uh, see what happens. You know? Yeah, and then you bring up a great point. I mean, that match, you know, I was there. I got to see it and everything, and uh, you know, minus a couple of set pieces that just you know from the clearance or whatever didn't go y'all's way. They got the one goal in. You take away that, and it was a very even game, other than just maybe the way that you guys was passing. Normally, I noticed that seemed a little bit off in that match, where, like you say, the mistakes, quite the passing just wasn't quite there from what we've seen in other games. But, Skyler, I, I know it seems like now, you know, you have a lot of attention on you and stuff like that. People know what a threat you are. How do you deal with that against a team like Lee when, you know, sometimes you're getting two guys on you and everything else? Um... I mean, from the start of the season, I kind of expected to to get man marked and to have a, a little more recognition, uh, just because I feel like last season I did j- just as well, and I might have made my name made a name for myself. But um, I think I think that it won't it won't be a factor of trying to take me out of the game just because. Uh, I have a lot more faith in my teammates than I think they think I do. So I'm perfectly fine with getting man marked with two, three on me at all times, as long as it frees up space for someone else. Mm-hmm. Cause at the end of the day, I only care about the result. I only care about individualistic, uh, indo- individualistic statistics. Um, I just, I just want to win. Uh, <laughs> I'm competitive. I, I, I like to win. And uh, I mean, more than anything, we just got to, in preparation, we just got to realize that that they're human. They're they're very beatable. Um, I play play club with uh, Andrew Erickson and Henry Bullen, and I played with Wilmar and all of them. And um, I mean, they 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 make mistakes. I'm not really the the label that they receive is not necessarily the label that they deserve. Just because they they get the the status of godlike of like no one can touch them and i feel like that's not accurate at all i feel like they're 
they're very beatable team. So I just I just think that we need to get that out of our heads and to play as if it was we were playing Madison or South Sand. So that's more the most important thing to to me. That's music to Rafa's ears. I know he's been preaching yeah. that all season long about how Lee he thinks is uh, is beatable. So I mean yeah. that's that's a great attitude to have and, and a great way to look at it. And I do have to mention as well from that game before when y'all played them, you guys have two of the best video recorders uh, that I've seen in UIL. I don't know their names, but those guys up there, those other students, they were getting so excited for y'all in that match, and uh, their energy was just amazing. Yeah. That's our boy Alex. He's a foreign exchange student from Germany. He's uh, he's having, he's having living his best life right now. That's he goes awesome. back to Germany in May. Yeah, yeah. Get him live stream to help us for one of our games. <laughs> I'd love to have him as a commentator. He, he loves everybody. He's a, he's the happiest. He, he just he loves life. Every day he wakes up and loves life. He's, it's it's kind of pleasure to have him. If he's a Bayern Munich fan, I'm sure Scott will get, get along with him great. <laughs> Watch I'm not I'm not sure who his team is, but but he is a big soccer fan. He actually came. He he wanted to try out because he assumed I'm from Germany. I'm in Texas. I'm gonna try out, and he. I was like, okay, you th- you you're pretty good. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm all right. And he came out. And I was like, okay, just watch. Just we'll come out and watch the first day. We'll see where you're at. If you want to still want to try out, and it took him five minutes to. He just looked at me. No, coach. I, I think I'm. Uh, <laughs> you have a manager spot or something. So, Heck yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Spot. Yeah, well, he's having a good time. Harry, Danielle, did y'all have any questions before we let him go? I just had a question for Skyler here, and. Uh, you know, I've got a, a, a son that's what, 11, 12 time frame. What advice would you give young kids, you know, you know, not necessarily to be the best, you know, you know, to you know, score you know, as many goals as you have and assisted, but what would you advice would you give them to a younger you to be able to progress, um, you know, to, you know, you know, you know, playing in middle school, playing in, in high school and, and, you know, hopefully college and above. Um, I think I think the best advice that I could probably give anyone is to uh, work hard and to to no matter what, just keep playing, regardless of of what's going on. I mean, I know there's different aspects of everything, but uh, I feel like just because um, the the happiness that soccer can bring you that. No matter what, if you just keep playing and you know you keep putting your foot forward to the passion that that you love, um, I mean, you're, it's it's limitless. I mean, you can't really put a put a limit on it. And I feel like if um, if anything, like struggling on the field, uh, just play with confidence. Always play with confidence. I mean, if you miss, just keep playing. I mean, uh, I don't know if y'all were there yesterday, but I missed against Raven. I mean, I had a PK. Um, I missed yesterday. Um, uh, it, it, it knocked me off my game a little bit. Not gonna lie, but um, motivation from my teammates and my teammates picked my head up. Um, They're like, "Don't worry about it. Uh, happens to everyone." I mean, professionals miss, messy misses, Ronaldo misses. I'm not just keep pick, like just keep keep walking forward. Basically, uh, don't don't look behind. Don't don't dwell on any uh, past things, and just keep walk like moving forward and. Uh, I mean, thankfully I did. We we equalized. Um, but most most important thing is to just keep moving forward and to play with as much confidence as you possibly can. Because when you play confident, you play well, and when you play mad, you play worse most of the time. So that's probably keep your emotions in check and to play confident. It's my it's my 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 advice. 
Danielle? Where do you play your club at? Uh, SA City with okay. uh, Coach Kerwin Johnson. Excellent. Excellent. Coach, how do you feel hearing him speak? I mean, he speaks with such maturity um, beyond his years. How does that make you feel? These kids, these kids, not only Skyler, but these boys at Churchill are absolutely phenomenal. Um, and again, he kind of mentioned some some uh, work in the community and for the, the the little cluster we work for at Churchill and our feeder schools that we've done. And uh, I'm most proud of them for their response to to stuff like that. And uh, we've just, uh, you know, Gilbert, uh, Coach Gilbert, really out. Reagan texted me last night how, um, you know, we're close buddies. I, he's uh, he's noticed a huge change, not only in the results, but just the the uh, the way the kids are acting pregame, postgame, during the game, attitude, um, just kind of every aspect of the program. And, and I'm just just stoked and, and blessed and, and uh, just honored to be able to coach these guys. You know, only regret is not getting there sooner. But uh, Skyler's, I, the fact that he he chose the Southwestern over other options just speaks volumes of his character, and uh, his he's academics and family first, and he's going to pursue something he knows. A lot of players don't recognize soon enough. We all think we're going to be pros, right, when we're 12, 13, 14. Um, and he recognized early on that. You know, good enough to play in college, probably not going to play pro, and I need to focus my and, and put my my uh, energy to to something else that's going to benefit my my entire life. So, proud of this young man and proud of all these boys for sure. What are you studying, Skyler? Uh, business finance. I'm going to hopefully pursue business finance. Mm-hmm. Excellent. That there's some good money in that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Take everything you've learned in that competitive ed um, and apply it there. Um, and coach, you mentioned we were talking a little bit about EPL before the game. Did you mention who your favorite team is? Um, when I had kids, I have a four-year-old and a one-year-old, and one-year-old came around. My, my, um, I guess my availability uh, decreased significantly. <laughs> I'm a Man U fan, but my Man U days go back to to Ferdinand, Giggs, uh, Skulls, Rooney, Ronaldo, uh, Nani. That, that's the menu that I always want to keep in my head. And now I couldn't even tell you half the rust right now. I'm embarrassed to say that. But um, I'll, I'll tune it in and, and i watch soccer when I can. Um, but for the most part, these days, TVs are off and we're playing We're playing with soldiers and dinosaurs. That's, that's my life for the next Oh, sorry. Some yeah. NU fans would probably say you're better off not watching this. Oh, yeah, yeah, maybe right, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking to myself, boys. please don't say Chelsea. Please don't say Chelsea. The boys well, right now uh, are, Have you not are... looked in the background of Skyler? Hey, Chelsea. <laughs> yep, yep, there it is. There it is. What's going on there? Um, lastly, for me, I don't know if you guys know your Greek mythology or if you're a fan of Liam Neeson and his uh, God movies, um, but there's always someone bigger than the gods. And in Greek mythology, the Titans always bring the gods down. So uh, bring that to your Lee match and, and you can talk about how they're gods and you guys can rock the world and be the Titans. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Uh, before we go, I also want to thank you guys um, for what y'all are doing. Uh, you guys and that SoySaf group and Terrence Thomas just putting the putting putting our sport out there and making it making it more enjoyable for these kids. And um, and they love they love they love to see their, these posts and, and you guys at games and and uh, we're we're grateful for you. So we appreciate you having us. Thank you for the the invitation. 
Well, thank yeah, you, Nod. You guys uh, keep yeah. working hard, man. <laughs> no, we'll always be there to support and promote. So, so, yes, sir. All right. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere to uh, talk some more uh, high school soccer and uh, also some San Antonio FC. Danielle, did you have a final comment? I'm good. All right. Thanks again, guys. All right. We'll see you guys. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank That was Coach L and Skyler Frey from Churchill. Skyler Fry, excuse me, forgive me, Miss Fry, um, from Churchill High School. Uh, glad that they were able to join us and everything, and uh, wishing them the best of luck, and looking forward to watching them make a, a deep run in the playoffs. So, um, speaking of playoffs, would be remiss if we didn't at least kind of recap the uh, Taps finals. I, I know Saturday. Shout out to Taps Soccer and, and Taps Biz for streaming all those games because uh, I was in front of my computer pretty much all Saturday afternoon watching uh, TTI Episcopal or TMI Episcopal and uh, Central Catholic. Um, two, two winners for Division Two and Division One there in TAPS. I was thinking of TTI Blue Bonnets instead of TMI Episcopal. Not the first time, but we'll get it right eventually. Your host uh, duties are revoked. Scott, oh, Harry, wow. you're taking over. No, uh, that'll be your side. I'm, I'm. <laughs> First the last name, and and then the uh, the wrong school. But like I say, uh, Episcopal TMI uh, with the uh, the win, and uh, also Central Catholic. Rafa, I know you were able to uh, catch the uh, the Central Catholic game uh, with me and everything, and uh, it was a close one. What were your thoughts from the match? I, I really didn't expect much from like El Paso Cathedral to give them a game, and some way somehow they hung around, and you know they Central Catholic gave up a really bad goal, and he thought well, and then he then they missed that penalty kick, and I, I thought I thought Gallegos was gonna smoke that one in, and that goalkeeper sniffed it out, and, and it's like hey, you know what, might be going to overtime. Might be seeing an upset, and I think I was like, "Nah, I'm not gonna allow this. I'm taking over this game and got that game winner about a minute left before, you know, before the whistle blows." What well, way to go out, though? El, El Paso, yeah. though. I mean, like you mentioned, their keeper, and it wasn't a miss; it was a save. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, he he came up big for them in in both halves because Gallegos had a few chances there, and and some of their other players had a few chances that. Had it not been for a spectacular save, uh, I don't think it would have gone into the, the final minute there like it did before Gallegos finally scored his second of the game to give him their fourth state championship in four years. Yeah, that goal looks similar to the one he scored on, on FC Dallas. That was like a quarter pocket mm -hmm. shot to the to the left side. So that, that reminded me, it's like, hey, he scores on FC Dallas, I want to score one for the state championship. So he got his fourth ring and We'll see how many goals he scores in a couple of weeks. Well, next, next week, hopefully next week, you know, against the Monarchs. But uh, you know, congrats to Central Catholic for winning their mm -hmm. their the fourth straight, and we'll see if they make it five straight for next year. And T.Y. Episcopal back to back, uh, they won their third in, in four years and, and everything as well. Um, but yeah, no, it was a, a fantastic game to watch. And, and I thought kind of the interesting part, too, was uh, watching some of the defenders there for El Paso Cathedral who were marking up on Jose Gallegos. You know, here are USL professionals trying to stop him. And now you had uh, some, some high school athletes trying to do the same thing. And, you know, you got to give props to El Paso Cathedral because 
some of their defenders did a great job on on Ding up on him and everything else whereas you know you saw some of those defenders for FC Dallas that he was breaking their ankles on so it was a great yeah, they got players from the El Paso locomotive FC team probably. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is how you're gonna stop them when you do this <laughs> uh can I just hit pause are we really coming up on the season opener next yeah season? Week. Yeah, like Saturday. Next Saturday. Gosh, where is this time going? It is I feel like it's going to go on forever. The off season. It's it's a what a week and a half away. I know it was like we were just talking about that last night at the uh, the jersey reveal and everything. How it seems like everybody's been talking about you know how far away the season is. Can't wait till it gets here, and then it's like all of a sudden like a freight train. Uh, here it is. Well, what's even scarier is we're what. A month, six weeks away from WPSL, UWS, most likely kicking off as well, because aren't they normally, you know, mid-April-ish mid time frame? Yeah, they'll have, start having their preseasons in April, but they all, they can't sign their um, college players, I think, until, like, first week of May sometime. So we're, so we're still about 60 usually, days out for that. Yeah, so usually first week of May, they sign their college players, and then sometimes, depending on scheduling, they may have their first game like within that second week. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I saw, saw where the Blossoms, Blossoms already announced their first game, I believe. Yeah, with TTI, Blue Bonnet, yeah. Okay. And then spring soccer start, starting up for college, too. Yep. Yeah. I think there have, been some, there have already been some matches uh, starting up. I know a lot of the college teams have been playing their USL teams for those mm-hmm. early season. And then, yeah, we're right. We're into the thick of it. It's here, guys. <laughs> Well, did we? So we were also got to see the the San Antonio Slayers without getting too far ahead there uh, with our our women's soccer here. Sixty days out, we've got some exciting soccer to, to watch right now. Um, no, it was their second match against the uh, team from Houston, the Valkyrie. See, I'm starting to get my names right, Danielle. Here you're getting it. You're getting it. That's okay. It's okay. <laughs> we all have those days. I but, usually have them every day. <laughs> I know I didn't get to see the first match, and it was a lot closer, and we were talking to some of the players and stuff like that after the game. I know Izzy was talking about, you know, their passing and their ball control being on point for this one. And, uh, you know, what what did you guys see? Um, Danielle, we'll start with you as far as just kind of being some of the biggest differences with the result that they were able to get. I believe it was 10-0 at the end there against the Houston team. No, 8-0. Yeah, 8-0. You know... The team just, I think, and Harry, you'll you'll have to let me know. I even feel like Harry and I went to the RGV game that was like three or four weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I feel like this team is better than they were three, four weeks ago. Um, and they didn't even have all their mm-hmm. their A players, and and, and that's mm-hmm. not to disrespect any of the ladies that played, but yeah, there there were a few players that you know were, were noticeably you know absent, but no, it was you know to me it was you know just like with the rgv there was a huge class difference Mm -hmm. you know in in the last time they played the valkyries it was four three they scored the fourth goal to win it in the last few minutes um but you know in the interviews when we were talking to him and you could just tell they came out immediately from the kickoff and just took it to him um i think part of it probably was you know there's definitely a home field advantage you know, you had a um, entire balcony full of people. That's then the downstairs filled. You know, you've got music, you've got people everywhere. 
um, cheering for you, cheering your name. Um, and so that it, it's nice. And, and there's something too about driving three, four, five hours, getting out of a vehicle and playing a game. Um, and so, you know, everyone's got home and away advantage. And so that's an advantage of being home. You're, you're fresh, you're ready to go, you're relaxed. Um, but they took it to him immediately. I mean, they scored what three goals in the first five minutes. Yeah. This is it. I mean, you blink and you completely miss a goal. But um, they moved well. The ball well together. They were finding each other. They were um, scoring from outside the little arc. Um, they were getting it close in to, um, and some of them were just rockets. So it was a fast, fast-paced game. They moved the ball well. Um, I don't even think the Valkyries would be lucky if they had two shots on, on goal. I, I feel like the entire first half, first two periods, I don't even think they had a shot on goal. Um, and then after second half, they, they started to have one or two. So um, that's kind of my take on it. Um, Harry, Scott, what else? Would it, did you see anything different? I think there was a compared to the RGV match, I think this there was a little bit more pressure, you know, on on on, on the goalie. But you know, you could kind of tell the Slayers when they wanted to score, they were scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and you know, I think compared to the RGV one, this one was a little bit more physical there was a you know a couple of more cards that uh, went out there were a couple you know what i call power plays you know where you're up a man uh you know for that here on both sides here um so you know to me i think it really helps them where they kind of got that physical match because uh coming up uh, this saturday on the 29th at 6 30 uh you know at the soccer zone in live oak uh, they're playing against austin which um According to standings, of course, I haven't seen them and, and anything like that. Uh, these two are the two best teams that have not played. So mm-hmm. um, hopefully, you know, it's the last, you know, free Saturday before SAFC starts mm-hmm. uh, for that here. So if you haven't gone out and support them, uh, please do. Cause you know, you know, like it, it's, it's a fun environment. You got the DJ, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you know, playing in the background, sometimes a little bit too loud, but. <laughs> that's old that's people. part of the home field advantage. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Miss Elder would... talked about, though, too, not just the standings, but what a test Austin was going to be in. And we'll get that video out uh, Saturday morning probably is, is kind of a teaser for that game um, as well. But, yeah, I was blown away by the atmosphere. I mean, I know you guys kind of talked about, uh, you know, how much fun it was and everything else. But, you know, Danielle, you spoke about – the turnout and everything and just the number of people that were up on the balcony, even down below watching through the glass. I mean, it really was almost like a, not a who's who, cause we're not anybody, but just a, a good gathering of soccer fans all out there, you know, having a good time listening to music. I know you had some Buffalo chicken nachos. I was working, well, so I didn't get to enjoy well, yeah. any of that stuff. Those. I think it was like digging into them and missed a few goals here and there. Um, but yeah, they always have um, food. Um, again, it's a, it's a full bar. Um, they're awesome. It's such, it's, it's such, you know, you really feel like it's familial because mm-hmm. it's small, it's, it's intimate. Um, one of the things that I do love as well, it, it's a woman owned team mm-hmm. and that's very rare in any sport anywhere. Um, we're starting to see more, you know, 
couples owning teams, families owning teams, but this is a woman who's outright bought a team, is running a team and investing in the team. So um, to be able to support that as well, um, it, it, it's on another level. You're, you're investing in a small business. Um, and so that's awesome. I love it. And I love that um, she's putting the money back into the team. It's, mm -hmm. it's providing the, the rides to and from the destinations and the, and the travel. And um, I'll also be interested. So um, curiously enough, I lived in Albuquerque and a friend, a good friend of mine plays for the Albuquerque Lightning out there, or maybe it's New Mexico Lightning. They're actually going to nationals next month. Um, and she is just a high caliber level player. She played in their women's semi-pro um, she's been playing for years and years and years with them. So I'd actually be interested to see if the Slayers are going to nationals and um, if these teams will meet, because I know that'll be some good competition because um, they're fast um, and everyone plays indoor in, in Albuquerque. So um, that'd be an interesting uh, matchup. And so I'm kind of, um, I'm kind of curious about that. So so that'd be an exciting game. Yeah, Saturday, 6.30. Uh, if you guys don't have plans, go on out there to a Soccer Zone live vote because it should be a great match there versus the team from Austin. Always a good rivalry regardless of the league. And it's family-friendly too. There's family-friendly. There lots to do. Um, and feed them buffalo chicken nachos. Life is good. <laughs> but you might miss some goals. Yeah, you might. <laughs> and, and I'll say this, the doors open at 6. Yep. The doors open at six and you do want to get there a little bit early because if you want to be up high on the railings, the railings fills it, you know, fills in. Um, and not saying sitting down below is not, not, not a, not a good see, but the railing you get, you know, really, in my opinion, the perfect view to be able to watch it. And that was a physical match. I mean, we were talking about Harry there towards the end, you know, we were surprised at almost a lack of blue cards. I know there were a couple that the referee mm -hmm. issued during the game, but those girls got their feelings hurt, I think, from Houston a little bit over uh, the ass whooping. I think the high school segment's over, so we can say that, um, that the uh, Slayers put on them there. So regardless well, we of we do have to circle back because we got to you know touch base on Rafa's uh, rankings here because uh, he did put We're out. We're saving those for the too. end. We're saving oh, those for the, for the end. end. Yeah, you got to okay. stick around to the end for the high school rankings. Did anybody get cross-checked in the game? <laughs> we oh. can't get the like that was that was like the minimum. There was like cross check, not just into the boards, but on the open field. Straight tackles. It was very physical. Um, in I will say that was one of the first things I said to Harry as we're walking in. I go, "Those Houston girls are big. Like yes, they were tall. They were they're grown women. They yes, they were full on adults, and they were not afraid of contact. So they were not playing around it. They were playing through it." But both teams were, so mm -hmm. the Slayers will step up. So it's a great um, – it's fast-paced. you got lots of goal scoring. Um, it's a great family event, and it's only an hour because it was four 15-minute periods. So if you're looking to do something with a family or get someone involved, this is a great opportunity to do it. Um, and if you like the Athenians or any of our summer women's teams, get out there. There's players from all those teams on there. And, and I would say, you know, and, and this is some of the – Going to see the you know the local soccer soccer like this, you're you're able to hear a little bit more of the uh, the pettiness that goes on between the teams. You know, like uh, it wouldn't be lower Houston level soccer without it. Was upset about the the tread on the on the players at the, or the on how the long shoes. the studs were. 
he was upset, you know, that the radio was too loud at halftime for him to be able to communicate to his team, even though he was in the corner. And that's, you know, to me, that's the cool part about following, you know, soccer at this level is you get to experience and hear some of, you know, the, the silliness that, that goes on. And, you know, I'm assuming next year when they travel back to Houston or, you know, if this year if they travel back to Houston, uh, there will be a little bit of shenanigans, uh, you know, home field advantages for them, depending on how, how their setup is set up. Well, no music when you go to Houston. Oh, is it? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's the home field. <laughs> They're going to have nobody there. It's going to be quiet. <laughs> Speaking of shenanigans, we had some fun San Antonio FC shenanigans last night while Danielle was out there in the cold. We got to have a little bit of fun out there at Cowboys Dance Hall with the uh, new San Antonio FC jersey reveal. And uh, before we get into the kit and everything, um, I was kind of surprised, honestly, at the uh, the turnout, the number of people. I, I know they've done uh, a couple of previous reveals there at Cowboys Dance Hall. Uh, what did you guys think? It seemed like there were more people out there this year than what maybe has been out there in the past. No, I think it was kind of average. It was uh, they get pretty good turnout for these events. Uh, for that, and, and part of that is you get you know number one you get to you know see the uh, access uh, or the access to the jersey first, um, but two you typically get to interact with you know some of the players uh, you know on that which you know depending on where you sit and stuff like that you may or may not have that access um, at you know at the you know at Toyota Field. So um, usually they do get a pretty good. Uh, well, they had the two-one table out there. They had the Crocketeers table out there. I can't remember if that was there last year or not. Maybe it was. No, those were not see, there. I do know. I do know that all the supporter groups have asked um, to be more SAFC involved. to be involved a little bit more on functions like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's more just, hey, we're here. Um, from my understanding, they can't really set anything up, take money or anything along those lines here. Um, but it's more about, hey, this is what we do. This is what we offer. Um, I know 210, you know, speaking with Stuart and, you know, mm-hmm. speaking with uh, Thomas, you know, from the Crocketeers, uh, you know, they had they had a good time, you know, being able to talk to other other members, uh, you know, out there. Um, I wish, you know, Mission City had a table out there that, you know, that was missing. And, and like I said here, I'm not sure, uh, you know, what happened with them. But, uh, you know, I, I do th- I do think that SAFC and, and the supporters, they are trying mm-hmm. uh, more than they have in the past. Um, you know, for that here, so uh, which is a positive for them. Rafa, what did you think of the crowd? They had the live band there. You know, what were kind of your just uh, overall impressions from the evening? Pretty good, pretty good atmosphere. A little dark, <laughs> yeah, way too dark, <laughs> a, little, a little too dark right there. But you know, what kind of surprised me also is that uh, I wish there were members of the coaching staff in attendance. Now Tim Holt was there uh, with Tim his Holt wife, there, and we yeah, yeah we saw them walking around. But yeah, no yeah. Martina. And for all we know, you know, you look at the players that they brought out there, and um, I think it was great to see Pirano. You know, I know the fans have probably kind of missed him from uh, the injury, and we're excited to kind of see him walking around and getting to talk to him and everything. And it it sounds like that it may not be as serious as you know, a full eight week or, or two month type uh, recovery time, him still being younger and everything. So we may get him back a little bit earlier than uh, everybody kind of first expected. But I know it was good 
to see him healthy out there and, and just kind of walking around and, and mingling with the fans. But, yeah, I don't know if they had some sort of practice last night or something like that still, you know, that the coaches couldn't make it over from. But, yeah, there was no Marcina, no Arters, nobody really uh, Madrid uh, or anybody like that from the coaching staff. Did you guys find that surprising, Harry, or just kind of looking back on years past? I remember Coach Powell being out there. I don't remember last year's. Um, to be honest with you, last night I didn't even think anything of it. You know, it was just you know it was awesome. It was a great event. I think it helped that the jersey was 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 awesome. Um, Tim Holt was out there, so there was some front office thing there. But I did, you know, after I thought about this morning, you know, I did think that it was kind of odd that that there wasn't any. Um, interaction from the staff, you know, saying, Hey, and, and the reason why to me that that's important is these are your season ticket members that, that are there. Um, we don't get a lot of opportunity uh, to interact with, with the coach or the coach to come out and say, Hey, this is what his expectations are for the year, stuff like that. So I'm almost positive coach Powell, uh, you know, did speak, you know, very shortly saying, Hey, we're out for a good year, blah, 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 expect, you know, some fun. And it may just be coach speak, mm -hmm. but it's still, you know, hit, you know, him stepping out in front of, of the season ticket members uh, for it here. But to me, like I said here, outside of it being a little bit darker than I would have liked. And um, for me personally, you know, like I said here, I think I'd rather had a DJ than the band, not saying that the band, was bad or anything just you know to me i think a dj would have been you know would have been a little bit more top 20 uh, more top 20 more lively and, and the band was good just they did you some know, cover you, songs you didn't really know their stuff you though. you could you could tell that you know it was just okay hey you know they're in the background and you know but you know you know you know once once the announcement came out and then you know like i said here they then put the dj on you know people were out dancing and stuff a little bit more so you know, but those are minor things, you know, things that I'm sure when, you know, when, when, when uh, SAFC um, asks for feedback, uh, they will. Uh, uh, Would have been asking too much. They it was, it was, it had some free food. <laughs> they had food trucks, Rafa. Come on. What are you, what are you, what are you oh, complaining about? Rafa. <laughs> you ate on the way there. I asked you. So Tigris, Tigris uh, just scored uh, in the uh, 94th minute to uh, be able to advance Tigres. on the free kick. Tigres. Tigres. That's what I'm saying. Tigres. <laughs> say it again. Say it again, Tigres. <laughs> Anyways. But, Moving uh, on. So let's get to again. the kits. Say it again. Uh, uh, you know, kind of like what FC Dallas did to uh, – oh, it was the goalie that got the header in too. So last man up, goalie knocked it in. So uh, – that's a way to uh, advance in the uh, uh, So back to our checkers board. So here's what I will say. I think there would have been more people if you didn't have it on a Tuesday. Fat Tuesday. Uh, Fat Tuesday. Also, soccer Tuesday. High school soccer only plays Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. So you've got a lot of referees yeah, that are season yeah. ticket holders. You've got a lot of parents who are season ticket holders and their kids all play soccer because um, that's what, as soccer communities, we do. We we appeal to the family. Um, and so it it I don't think I've been to a, a I don't I have never been to a jersey reveal in part because of that. So I thought it looked super fun and it looked cool and I was really sad. Um, that I didn't get to meet my man crushes in person was yeah, Blue Eyes yeah, and Gary. Yeah. 
He was there. Oh. He was there. It's I- now my new mission. <laughs> Hopefully by the end of the season, maybe he'll come and sign autographs or something, and I'll finally uh, uh, get a chance to meet him. But um, So it looked like a ton of fun, and the um, jersey looked good. I do know Sean does SA Beast still. Mm-hmm. So I know he does that until at least 8 o'clock because mm-hmm. we couldn't even interview him until 9. Right. So by the time he finishes, it's 8.30. Um, so Sean is still kind of doing that as well. And it may also be that um, they all have families and, you know, maybe someone's family was like, you need to be home or they have other reasons. Maybe they were doing a strategy session or who knows. But I do know a lot of that's dictated by the front office and who they want there and um, who doesn't need to be there. So but I don't think you need the whole there. staff there. I think you just you just needed Coach Marcina. And, and that's all. That's the only person, in my opinion, that needed to be there from the staff. Um, you know, for that here, and and, and to me, it's 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 more just to kind of you know say, hey, this you know, you can tell SAFC is trying to get off to a fresh start. Mm-hmm. You can tell it's a total change from what they've had with the, with their uh, you know with, with their kits. I like it. AJ didn't like it. You know, but you know, I like I like the checkers, but. Um, <laughs> You know, to me, to me, I just think that what that was a missed opportunity that 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 they could have took advantage. And like I said here, you know, let's be honest, Coach Marcino would have probably just said, "Hey, you know, it's family, community. We're going, you know, teams gelling." But you bring you know, up a good success, point. So not every fan but, gets a chance to interact with the coach. You know, correct. The, the players come out after most games. You know, your Kai Greens. You know, you hopefully get to see those guys Pirano after a match, but. Typically, you don't get much interaction there with a coach. So I, I get where you're coming from. But my biggest takeaway is I think Pirano is going to be back faster than what we thought. Because mm-hmm. if he's out there, you know, it didn't look like he had any braces mm-hmm. or anything on it, on his on his knee now. He wasn't, you know, of course, you know, cutting and stuff like that. But oh, you didn't really 40. notice a limp. <laughs> yeah the meniscus the meniscus usually it, i mean it's near or miss when it comes to that you know i mean he's probably such in good shape that maybe he responded well to that whatever he's young. so yeah. i'm sure i'm sure he'd probably be you know you don't be surprised he may be ready by the start of april mm-hmm. when i had hip surgery my orthopedic guy was like yeah, knees are heal much faster than hips, and I'm like, great. Why couldn't I have a knee? Why didn't knee you tell problem? me this? Like, I would have, I would have done something different to myself. But yeah, so from from a specialist, um, he did say that the knees heal quicker. So, so looking all. at our our poll here that we posted on uh, Twitter at SATX Soccer, uh, which I guess if you guys are watching this on Twitter, you probably know our handle. Uh, but right now, 73.5% of the 83 votes calling the kit straight fire, uh, 26% uh, saying they would pass. And I think some of those passes are, are more people like on the fence, you know, kind of not sure yet if they love it or hate it because maybe they weren't at the jersey reveal last night. But overall, I think the majority of people were, were really into this jersey more than they have kind of uh, in some of the seasons past. So the kitty cat made the entrance, but uh, moving right along now, we've got the Paint the Tunnel event, uh, which is the next event that I can think of off the top of my head on 3-4 for San Antonio FC, which will be a Wednesday. So next week's show will also be on Tuesday. Um, but we still have our uh, high school rankings that we want to get to. Been some debate. Uh, Harry 
playing a little bit of devil's advocate here. Will we see any changes for that number one spot in the uh, the 5A men's? Rafa, let's kick it off with our 6A women's, buddy. Take it away. Well, there are some some upsets during the week, last few games, and there's a little shake. We waited too long, Scott. I uh, still have the top three: Madison, number one. Even though that that little one little slip up, but like I said, they're still the dominant team. Uh, Clark, I know they had a they tied with Brandeis, but you know they're still top of their district. And then number three is New Braunfels Canyon. Uh, number four coming up is Lee. Lee's moving up in the in the rankings, and I'm sure they they're, they're they have a big game coming up with the Churchill girls. Uh, Brandeis at number five. I have New Braunfels number six, Churchill at seven, uh, O'Connor eight, Steel nine, and Brennan ten. All right. So that, that's going to wrap up our 6A girls rankings for this week. And uh, moving right along now, we've got the 6A men's. So, so the boys, like I said, the top three haven't really changed much. Um, I do have Lee at one. Um, they, like I said, like we've Spoke to Coach earlier. They got a big game coming up. Uh, Marshall number two, just a little slight edge because they they got by the skin of their team against Stevens. We'll see. I know that they have a big game coming up. I think Friday night. Hopefully, we'll get to be be at that game. Uh, Clements, they're creeping up. I guess I don't be surprised. They could be end up being number two. You know, anytime you know, if if it was just a little bit with Marshall, Uh, number four, I have Churchill. Uh, big game for Lee. If they pull off the upset, hey, don't be surprised them moving up, especially in the top two. And then we have Warren at five. Uh, New Braunfels boys six. A little slip down. Uh, Reagan still at seven. Uh, Brandon at eight. And then San Marcos going up a slot at nine. And then a little slip down is John Jay at ten. And we've talked about John Jay in that uh, district that they're in. Um, you know, might surprise some people. They're kind of in a, in a playoff race right now with O'Connor for that fourth spot. And that win yeah. over O'Connor may prove to kind of be the difference maker for the uh, John Jay. Yeah, that fourth spot, well, they will have the pleasure to play Lee in the first round of the playoffs or whoever wins this, the district, you know, uh, 27-5A. You know, Jay, Jay, like I said, if Jay stays at that spot, if you see a Jay Lee matchup, that's going to be a good game. And I, and like I said, Jay's beating Reagan. I, I can, like I said, you could see an upset there if Lee's not playing their game. You know, like I said, Jay can bring it to them. So that'll be a, be a really good first round matchup. All right. Well, we're going to make Harry wait until the very end. Coming up next, we have the 5A women's rankings. Uh, walk us through your thoughts and, and some of the movement that we've seen on this one. Yeah. Uh, there was some movement, not necessarily the top three, but the bottom half. Uh, still have Alamo Heights girls at number one. You know, they're trucking along their district. I don't think they should win the district championship. That's not going to be all for them. Harlan's at number two. Like I said, we saw a few weeks ago they should be they should win their district championship. Uh, Burning champion number three. Uh, moving up is Jefferson, the Jefferson girls. Then um, also we have the Burners Memorials from the Judson ISD. Uh, one little slip up is Medina Valley. They had a little rough week, so they're down to six. Then we have uh, Burbank. 
at number seven, Harlandale at eight, Wagner at nine, and the new entry, Uvalde at number 10. All right, so moving right along, here it is. Drum roll, please, Harry. Your 5A men's rankings. So some debating. I did some research over the you know this week the first some games. I know me and Harry is like, how can you not have an 18 0 team at number one? And my my thing is strength of schedule. You know, you, if you're gonna, you gotta play. It's kind of the old saying: to be the man, you gotta beat the man. You know, so you gotta play the tough teams. And so I looked at the schedules this past week, and I noticed that Alma Heights had a one zero win versus Edison, which turned out really. It was a 1-0 win in PK, so it was a tie. So that was a little – even though it's a win on their on their end, like I said, it's still considered – like so to me, it's a tie. So Southwest has moved up to the number one spot just barely. I don't lose this week. <laughs> I, I, so correction I, I, of those I, rankings, Southwest is at number one, not Alamo yeah. Heights. Forgive me. I thought I changed that. Yeah. Apparently, oh, come uh, on, Scott. We've got but, a typo here. But, 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 uh but my, my, my thing is this with, like I said, it, it strength is going to come into play in the playoffs. And one thing I saw last year, you know, how, are they prepared to rent when they run into a team like Valley View, Brownsville Porter, Brownsville Lopez? So last year they got, they got clobbered last year by Valley View 7 to 1. So Alamo Heights kind of took a different track. As far as preparing for those type of teams, you know, they play a lot tougher tournaments and non-district games. That's kind of how I have a base it on that. But like I said, Southwest, like I said, I do have them at number one. Number two is I have Alamo Heights for that little slip up. Then Bernie Champion, I have a number three. So here's my question, Rafa, because we, we talked about this last week and everything for the rankings here and, and just kind of the difference between rankings and standings. So Alamo Heights plays Southwest, let's say, tomorrow. Who wins that game? I think Alamo Heights will win. Convincingly or it'll be, it'll be a, it'll be a close, close match. So let me ask you a question. Match. If it's played at Alamo Heights, you'd probably favor Alamo Heights. If it's playing at Southwest, because they in the playoffs, they they play at home. I know it's kind of odd here because. Minus you know, the fact that Alamo Heights doesn't have a stadium. Doesn't Al remember Alamo Heights doesn't have a stadium and they're playing at Spring Sports, which can make a huge difference because their stadium is a Being stadium rebuilt. for yeah. that for with the SAISD. Yeah, so for me, for me, like I said, they're a little more battle tested because I saw the teams they played and I think the common opponent they have a couple of common opponents and Alamo Heights took care of business. So I give the whether the play at Southwest, Toyota Field, <laughs> they're in the backyard. I'm gonna I'm gonna give them I'm gonna give them the edge because they their offense is they can touch the ball. Their offense is good. Um, you know, like I said. So that to me though is just kind of the difference. You know what I mean? Like just, just it's it's more of like a power ranking, not necessarily a standing. And so, you know, when yeah. I look at that and you've got two teams that you could probably sit here and argue all day long who should be number one. To me, you just take it head to head, they play tomorrow. Who wins? Who are you putting your you, money on? You can only play who's on your schedule. Now you can yeah. argue But 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 there's maybe a upgrading your schedule. But there's and, a to me that's that. a fair point. But there's a fight, butt on that. Fight, 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 fight. Well, <laughs> there's a butt. Wait a minute, we have a butt. There's a butt on that. 
being a former high school soccer coach, I got to pick. I got to pick the teams who I wanted to play. I didn't have anybody else tell me who to play, so I I, I didn't I didn't schedule cream puffs or teams that are gonna we're gonna win ten zero nine zero. You know that's not gonna help my team win make it go deep in the playoffs, you know, or get me ready for district. Cause I, I know the district there, you know, I think as far as the district play, I think Alamo Heights district is a little, little bit more competitive compared to Southwest's um, district. But you know, that's, that's one of the edges. But when it comes to preparing for the season, you know, you need to schedule teams, not just, not just scrimmages cause scrimmages, no one really cares about winning those games. You're just trying out different lineups and so forth. Actually scheduling them play in a tournament or playing them in a non-district game. But they did play two you. tournaments, though. They played the Southwest ISD tournament, which, mm-hmm. you know, you, you probably know more about, you know, tournaments hosting. But they did also play in the Northeast ISD tournament, which was that second week. Because you know, I know I've spoke with Scott, you know, on the North. Yeah. On the north side, on the north side, you know, NASD but, tournament where. But if you saw the teams who they played, it wasn't. It wasn't you know, Edison, right. MacArthur, no. and Madison, right? It's, yeah. It's so, sort of now. I will say this: on on March twelfth, you know, I think this is where you're going to kind of be able to get an idea of how good Southwest is, because they do play Harlan, and and Harlan is is a pretty good team. It, you know, it is at Harlan, um, mm. you know, for that here. So, you know. I, I think that's where you're going to get that return match uh, to be able to see. Now they did beat, I think it was what two zero, if memory serves me correct. I think they beat like five one. I think. No, yeah, five one. Yeah, so they beat him at Gustafson five one here. So to me, that would be kind of the, the return match, you know, because Harlan seems like they've been on a pretty good roll since mm-hmm. then. Yeah. Um, and, and, and to be fair, the rest of the, you know, rest of the division. What surprised me is that that Southwest barely beat Southside 1-0. That that was that was a surprise there, and I would think they you know pretty much they've been manhandling all the teams. See that like like I mentioned, not having a strong non-district non-district schedule can come back and bite you in the butt, and that's something that we I know from when I coached, we went out west. Played a bunch of really tough teams like from Odessa, Midland, Lubbock, and all that. That prepared us to play in that Northside district because that basically every game in the Northside district was a was a playoff game, even though it was district. I think for maybe something what they need to do for next year, try to see the schedule. You know, some of these other teams that hey, you know, we don't want to play these uh, weaker teams. Let, let's play some of the big boys. Uh, let's go play these other tournaments, you know, you know, I like to see them play up in that North, that, uh, the Northeast, that showcase in Dallas. North Texas elite showcase. Yeah. I mean, so that's, I guess that's where you're going you're gonna to learn, you know, that's what that really tells you how good your team is and what you need to do to fix it. So I guess here would be my question for you. Cause you know, you know, you mentioned the Valley teams. I know Scott's, you know, you know, we've seen come the playoffs, the teams from Houston's the team, you know, I think El Paso has been what the the state winner the last two years, if memory serves me correct, um, in one of the divisions. Um, Dallas is is always pretty challenging. To me, when when we talk about these early season tournaments, how big of a disadvantage is it that you know because each each ISD has their own tournament, 
but it you know you know it doesn't seem like that they're stacked with 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 very good teams if, you know and i don't mean that in a disrespectful way yeah the quality quality teams where you're going to challenge right out of the gate is that something that you think that overall in san antonio because the talent level is rising you know to be able to bring in teams from austin to bring in teams from the valley or houston or dallas is that something that you know maybe san antonio you know whether it's you know northeast you know nisd south southwest could maybe kind of come together and try to host some mega tournament they actually probably can do that i'll give you one example uh, down in brownsville isd they had a big a big mega 40 team tournament and they brought elite teams you know not only from the valley they brought teams from austin houston even some dallas teams reagan was down there I think even Churchill was there one one year. I think Lee was down there. So I think maybe it's something they can do is maybe in conjunction with Lee there, like, you know, having the final play like at Toyota, I think they can have a big 32-team tournament mm-hmm. and not only feature your elite teams from San Antonio, but play some of the teams from, you know, the Dallas, El Pasos. I think that if we, I think that could be accomplished. That would be great. It's, it's, a, it's a win-win for San Antonio, you know. Because you're going to bring out a lot of soccer fans coming up to, to our really good facilities that we have. Well, and, and to me, it also brings in, and, and I think I think the reason why they don't, or you know, is the revenue that the the, the small attorneys bring in with you know, I don't want to say it's low cost, yeah. But to me, you know, like I said, if you can bring in, I think, you know, obviously San Antonio has the facilities, you know, you know, you know, to be able to host it you know, both, you know, soccer fields and of course, hotels and stuff like that. I, I just, to me, if, 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 you know, we've got the second ranked team in the nation, you know, you're starting to see more and more talent come through. I think that would kind of help level out the, the, the playing field and especially where you got what Clark and uh, Brandeis, not Brandeis, but uh, uh, Clark and uh, I forget who the other team yeah, Brandeis, I think going over to the Northeast next year uh, for it. Yeah, I, th- I think you're going to start to see a little bit more of that melting pot, you know, with, with within the city. See, I think I wish that San Antonio FC would host a high school tournament. They can probably. Yeah, but they can. Well, I I they can pull it off because, and this goes for women too. That I yeah, think it needs to be a showcase for both men, you know, for the boys and girls, or men and women, great. however you want to say it. You know, I like to see like some of the elite our, our girls teams here. You know, play some of the teams from like, I'm sure like Austin Westlake and Lake Travis will come. Some of the Dallas teams like Capel, you know, the Friscos and the Planos. You know, you got like I say the quality of the teams over there coming down here would be great. It's just great exposure to San Antonio and. You know, having a big mega tournament and then also gets publicity to SAFC or some, you know, it's just a great way. Plus, they can scout some talent too. <laughs> so, you know, there's another. So I'm going to divert real quick from event planner Rafa. So, everyone, if you don't like, if you don't like Rafa's rankings, feel free to send him a order of cream puffs. Uh, DM him his personal uh, on his Twitter to get his address to send those cream puffs. But one thing I wanted to know, so I've kind of been thinking about this now, especially as we've been able to really see where the teams are at. Kind of like if you could cross matchup, what would be like one dream matchup you have 
with the San Antonio districts, obviously, but like if you could see two teams play, like I was thinking about it the other day, while Harlan and Marshall are such flair teams, I would love to see those two teams play each other and match up because they're both flair. Like that'd be just such a sweet game to see them both go at it and um, see the goals and some of the tricks and some of the moves. Um, but what about you guys? Well, we got to see what was a, a dream at uh, Alamo Heights and Reagan girls. That was a great game. Mm, that was, that, yeah. And then just talking to the coach, he said, this is the reason why we, we play in this tournament because we get ready for district, we need to get ready for playoffs. No, we're not going to play. I think for me right now, Lee versus Marshall would be my matchup. I, I love how yeah. strong Marshall's playing right now. I'd love to see them go against Lee. I think Churchill-Lee's going to be a great game as well, but I'd love to see those two kind of number ones face off. I just see Churchill and Clemens. That'll be a nice game. I mean, everyone's sleeping on Clemens. You know, Clemens, or Lee, Lee versus Clemens. Yeah, that, so that was mine. I was trying to see if they played, but to me, Lee versus Clemens, um, I know a couple of, you know, a couple of the players, you know, I sit right next to uh, the starting goalkeeper for Clemens. So, you know, I've got to know him, know him pretty well. And to me, they're, they're a pretty stacked team right now. And, and like I said, here, that's something through there. So uh, if it was with region wise, I like to see Lee play Valley view from the, from far. I know Valley view like talks a big game about how good they are. Well, I want to see how good they are when they fight, when they face Lee. You know, I like to see Browns Rivera play against Marshall. That would be a good game. Or my, um, my girls' matchup is I'm ready for Madison Clark. That's, that's what I'm ready for. That's gonna think, that would, then that's a possibility they could see each other in the you know. Yep, maybe I, in the I think we're all ready for that one. But then, but then you got two teams up. 35 that may have a say, which is Westlake and Lake Travis, Lake Travis girls. You know, I like to see what, you know, what Madison can do with, with Westlake. Mm-hmm. You know, those are, you know, we're probably going to see, end up seeing some of those games in the, first, in the second or third round of the playoffs. Let's get into our final thoughts. We'll talk some more about that as we get a little bit closer to playoffs and what some of those potential matchups look like and everything. Uh, Danielle, we'll start with you. What are your final thoughts for tonight? I'm just happy that I remembered that today is Wednesday and I'm on the show. That's my final <laughs> thought. My final thought is I'm living one day at a time. Um, my little cat is going to say goodbye and he's very happy that um, I can go pay attention to him now. So those are my deep thoughts for the day. All right. Harry, what about you, buddy? Final thoughts for tonight? Yeah, so I do want to thank, you know, uh, SAFC for the event last night. Uh, you know, it was awesome, and, and, and I'm excited here for that. Uh, my other thought is if you do get the opportunity to go out to the Slayers, you won't regret it. It's a good time, and, and like I said here, you know, you're sporting local soccer, you know, uh, for that here. And, and to me, like I said here, it's, it's a good hour, hour and a half to go out and have some fun. Um, you get to see Miss Danielle there most of the time, so uh, since she lives there, I think. But uh mm. Outside of that, in the back, like, <laughs> on the bar, on the bar. <laughs> Final thoughts for uh, you, Rafa? Um, I'm sure there's some great, like I said, there's some great. Looking forward for some great games this weekend. I'm, I'm sure, like I said, the Lee Churchill game. I know Marshall's got a big game also Friday. Hopefully, we get a chance to, you know, maybe 
Doubleheader, that one and Burbank. Yeah, yeah, Alma Heights, Burbank, that should be a good game. So we'll see, and then I'll hit the road again. So I'll be live from Laredo again on Tuesday. So I'll be over there and looking for him. Plus, I'm looking for it for next Saturday. Next Saturday's home opener. One more show before the season starts. That's it, buddy. So uh, as we mentioned earlier, next week's show will be on Tuesday at 8 p.m. due to the uh, tunnel painting that's going to be going on on Wednesday. And just a uh, sneak peek preview, we'll be doing a Copa Tejas episode, special edition Thursday. We got stuff. We got stuff. We got stuff. Thursday. We got stuff. in with T-Birds podcast down in the valley. It's going to be a, a whole big Copa Tejas family podcast coming out on Thursday next week. So more information on that, I'm sure, will be coming out uh, as we get a little bit closer. But my final thoughts, 3-0. Um, sorry, Skyler. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, Bayern over Chelsea. Um, so good luck coming back from that uh, at Alliance Arena in the next one. Hey, it happened last year. There was what some that were up 4-0 and uh, they didn't advance. So my team got robbed by the refs. <laughs> Here come the refs. <laughs> you don't want to be don't put it in the back of the net. Sorry. Oh, my <laughs> final final thought here. Have as a, say over that. At, at least Rather we're not the, the lights. The, the Las Vegas lights. Go ahead. At least we're not the Las Vegas lights that decided, hey, let's have a midnight soccer match. Sounds They're like a great idea. They're going to start a match at 11 p.m. So that way halftime is at midnight. So that means for us, that is a one o'clock kickoff game. Not for us, though. That's a, that's a close OC? the bar. <laughs> OCSC in that one. So the uh, five fans will just have to stay up late that night. And, you know, it is Vegas. So I'm sure. Although I'm probably fun. stupid enough that I'll probably be up. I'll be like, oh, hey, I'm up. <laughs> Well, this has been another episode of the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. Thank you, Coach L and, and Skylar Fry, for coming on with us. Best of luck to Churchill this season. What's life without goals? We out.